Let's read verses 17 to 19 of Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be blessed. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. Now, I looked at the phrase, by faith, Abraham, and if you go to the preceding verses, you will see that that phrase occurs so many times, and even later in the book of Hebrews. And so it stands to be reasoned that when the word by faith in Hebrews 11 is mentioned that God did it through the Holy Spirit to place an emphasis on the word faith. And so we see here, just for instance, in verse Five, he says, by faith Enoch was taken from this world. In verse 7, he says, by faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen. Then we look at verse 8, he says, by faith Abraham. And then a little bit later, he says, and by faith even Sarah. Now, I thought that if God was um, speaking to these people, that he could have just have said, Abraham, when tested. But he didn't say that. It seems like that he wanted to emphasize the concept of faith here. And so that really struck me over the last time that I read it was because he wanted to grab our attention when he uses the word faith. It would almost be God, but don't you understand as Christians that we are people of faith already? What I understood as I started reading these verses was this, that faith is not a natural truth that we live out within our lives. It is actually a spiritual truth that need to be lived out by Christians. And that is why he is emphasizing it. We live in a natural world and so much of what we do is very, very, very natural, even as Christians. And I think the Holy Spirit is trying to get our attention and to say to us that we need to, as Christians, become more spiritual than what we are by faith to do this thing, by faith to do that thing. So it's easy for us this morning just to pray a quick prayer and to send the deacons down. No, but by faith we want to wait upon God, hear what God says, and just give God some time to work. 
And so, my friends, I know we don't have much time this morning to go into the whole passage, but I want us to understand that even as Christians who have been saved by grace through faith, that we still need to exercise our faith muscle in the Lord because of the natural world that we live in. Don't just assume that everything that you do, you're doing in faith. I hope that we would do a whole lot of it as we walk in the Spirit, as Galatians says. And even in the book of Galatians, the phrase, walking in the Spirit, is emphasized. So from time to time, when um, I understand that there's some activities that I just simply do, Just take a step back and I say, Lord, I'm doing this by faith. I ask for your blessing upon it. So, for instance, when I would bring my tithe to God, I don't say I give my tithe or I bring my tithe by faith to you every single time. But there are times when it just becomes a habit. Just take a step backwards and I say, Lord, I bring this to you in faith. That means I recognize that this I can bring to you as an offering of worship. By faith, I give it to you. And this is the real sense that I get in the book of Hebrews. Some of my colleagues sometimes would say, oh, well, faith is understood here. It wasn't understood by the Hebrew writer. He actually emphasized that all of these people needed to do these things by faith because what God was asking them to do was of a supernatural nature, not a natural thing. When you look at all of these cases, it required God to step into the picture to help them through this situation. My friends, when you go through a trial or a difficulty, instead of just gritting your teeth and saying, well, this is just a normal thing of life. My friends, most of these things that happen to us is not a normal thing of life. As you see in these verses that we've read about Abraham, the Bible says that Abraham was tested. But God didn't just say that he was tested. He says here in verse 17, by faith Abraham, when tested, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Abraham realized to offer Isaac as a sacrifice, he couldn't do it within his own strength. He did it by faith. Faith means that he heard what God says, Now he is making a decision, not within his own strength, but through the resource that God gives him to offer his son Isaac to the Lord. Now, the topic that I've put down for us this morning is just simply, are we ready for the test that would come our way? And we see here with Abraham, the Bible says that God tested Abraham. 
And I understand fully that life in general is a massive test. I remember us when we came to Switzerland nine years ago. So many things were a real test for us. But there were some spiritual tests for Jenny and I when we came to Switzerland. There are some spiritual tests that God is taking us through. And when I looked at the topic and I said, you know, be ready for the test, I wonder whether we are ready for some of the tests that God has for us. And I think some tests we can study for, and then there are some tests that come our way that we cannot study for. And it's in those moments where, by faith, we need to trust God. For some reason, we do think that we can study enough to pass some tests that will come our way. But my friends, this test that came to Abraham, he could never have studied for. Now, I know that there was a preparation period maybe in the years that he came to know the Lord. I understand that. But none of his previous experience prepared Abraham for this test that would await him. Because we see here, when you read Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 to 19, that this was the most severe test for Abraham. But not only for Abraham, but also for Isaac. Isaac was around 15 years of age here. We know that Abraham had him at about uh, 100 years of age. God said to him, I'm going to give you this son. And through this son, all of the nations of the earth will be blessed through your offspring. Now God comes and he says, I want you to take Isaac. I want you to sacrifice him. As a matter of fact, I want you to sacrifice him and you need to kill him as an offering of worship to me. Now that had never been asked before. The pagans did that. But certainly not when it came to God. And so this was a brand new thing that Abraham had to step into, even more so a greater test for Abraham. But what I loved about Abraham here is he had, over the years, learned to hear God's voice. And when God spoke, even if it was against what he thought God would say, he knew God's voice clear enough and understood God in that moment to say something that God would still be faithful in the end because the scripture says here, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be blessed. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac, back from the dead. Now, I don't have time to develop it any further, but I want to say this to us. God is committed to turn your test that you are going through into your testimony. This is what he did with Abraham here. This whole passage speaks about a test 
that God was going to transform into a testimony that for all generations would stand firm. My friends, and so the test that you are going through today, God is in the process of turning it into a witness for him. I can talk to you about tests. I hate tests. That is the last thing I want to do. I remember having to study for my German tests many times. And at nausea so because I couldn't pass it the first or the second time. So I had to study for it again and again. And I don't like tests. However, it is one of God's ways in which he works through to form a testimony for us. I remember, you know, at the test center when I had to write my A to B1 test and I failed it the first time and I failed it the second time and I think I failed it the third time. And um, we had to pass it within our first year of living here in Switzerland because I was on a religious visa. And I just couldn't do it. And I tried so hard. And I tried so hard. And eventually the people at the test center phoned the immigration hearings. And they said to him, this, oh, we've never seen any person study as hard and try as hard as Piet Wallace. <laughs> and so when we got to the German immigration and they could have sent us home the first year because we, I couldn't pass my B1 exam. And when they looked at me, they said, the test center called us and said, they have never seen someone who has as much resilience as you. That happened the second and the third year. And finally, after the third year, I passed it. <laughs> My friends, God can turn a test into a testimony if we don't give up. I encourage you today, not doing justice to the passage at all, I understand that. But I want to encourage you today not to give up in this testing place that you find yourself in. Don't give up. Try again. Try again. The most wonderful thing is this is what Abraham's testimony is. And um, it is just a beautiful thing. In Genesis chapter 22, verses 12 to 14, we see that the scripture says, do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord. Can you read it with me? The Lord. The test was their sacrifice by son. The testimony was the Lord will provide. My friends, I want to say to you today that in your testing moments, God will provide 
for you because he is committed to you and I having a testimony about his provision as we walk through that test. My friend, my testimony is that after nine years, we're still in Switzerland. (laughs) The Lord provides. Honestly, there were times when I thought, Lord, how are we going to do this? Because test after test after test comes. But God has solidified and put a testimony within our hearts that he will provide. And I trust this morning that you would know that where you are at, through Jesus, because this passage of Scripture speaks about, it's a picture of Jesus dying upon the cross for us. Beautiful picture of us within this passage of Scripture. You can just take my word for it on this one this morning. But because Jesus became the son that was sacrificed and that died upon that hill called Calvary, that's why I brought the cross out again today. Because he provided once and for all for us, for our sins and for our futures, My friends, I look back at the cross. That's where my faith rises and I believe that God will provide for every single one of my needs because the cross testifies to it. The cross testifies to the faithfulness of Jesus. The cross testifies that God would help you through this test to give you a testimony.